Hello and welcome to another episode of the Star Bros Podcast, the 40th episode. Four zero. And I'm joined by my bro host, Ben Skywalker. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm joined by my bro host, <laughs> And we are joined by a special guest tonight. We are joined by our bro host, Chris Ryans, who's going to be joining us to uh, contribute to the conversation about episodes one and two of the Book of Boba Fett. Or should I say, chapters one and two. Chapters one and two. Yeah, chapters one and they're, two. They're continuing the chapters theme, which is really cool. I, I like that. That was a nice little touch. Which I think I like is really that. cool. And by the way, I just read this tonight. Ming-Na Wen said that the first chapter of the Book of Boba Fett, when they got the scripts in hand, the number was 301. Why is that? Well, we can speculate that it is picking up exactly where Mandalorian Season 2 left off. And so it's sort of okay. Mandalorian Season 2.5, maybe, you know, the the... The, the third act in whatever that story is going to be. So I'm wondering if it's setting up stuff for the Mandalorian, but getting ahead of myself. Okay. No, that's how where my you... mind went. So, uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> how are you guys doing? Good. Chris, how are you? Welcome. Uh, good, good. Thank you. See, it's, it is great to finally be on. I know you are on. You were texting us this week and we're like, guys, when am I going to get on? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, how about now? Like, oh. Oh. We know yeah. people. We can make that happen. <laughs> we, we can do it. Whatever. Let's just do it. But no, we will have you on again for a more specific. I don't know. We got to figure out something really fun to talk about. But uh, COVID really sucks right now. And we're like, yes. we need to just be virtual. And then we're like, you know what? If we're virtual, this is a good time to get Chris. Yeah. Yep. So we're here making it happen. So, yeah. How's the store doing? Everything going good? Yeah. I can't. Com- well, no, I can complain. But I'm not. <laughs> I can definitely complain. But, uh, yeah, everything's everything's going all right. If if you do need to complain, we're here. We can listen to you right now. Do you have oh, any? Oh, you're good not. You're not ready. You're not. You're not ready. I'm not no ready. Crap. Oh no, that no. bad. This, this, we only have so much time with the podcast, and you know we will never get to anything about Boba Fett. Well, that's so. Maybe there's our, our topic for when we have you back. The crazy <laughs> yes. stories that we hear oh, in the comic book store. <laughs> there are so many. Oh. There are so many. We'll have to make that that actually happen. So. Oh, yeah. Jan, what are we talking about today? So we're going to, of course, hit our news, and then we're going to talk about chapters one and two of the Book of Boba Fett. So this is as good a time as any to mention that this is going to be spoiler ridden. So if you haven't watched either one of these, we may be talking about them interchangeably a little bit. I think we're going to go chapter by chapter. But if you haven't seen both of them, go watch both of them and then come back and join us for this conversation. We don't want to spoil any of this stuff because it is dynamite, in my opinion. Um, I just mm-hmm. I tweeted yesterday. I think this is top tier Star Wars. I really do. So far, I am really, really impressed. Um, yep. But hey, maybe we'll jump into our first segment, whatever that's called. What is that called? Oh, news from across the galaxy. <laughs> It's so much different when it's not in person. It's to, it it seems really childish when it's not. <laughs> it, does, in person. it seems more childish. You're exactly right. <laughs> Even though, like, what in in, in person, it's not. I, for some reason, it feels yeah. It doesn't. It it it, it flies in person. Um, this is just embarrassing because I can so I can see myself on the screen um, doing and that. So you're watching yourself <laughs> making the noise. You're like, I look really dumb right now. I am completely ashamed. <laughs> but what do we have in the news, Ben? We have nothing. There is no <laughs> news right now. <laughs> On that bombshell, let's move into segment two now. Um, no, we have two pieces of news, and we'll get to the second one 
as part of our second segment, book, book, Boba Fett. And I was, I was mentioning before we hit record, like whenever there's a series going on, like that's the news. There's really nothing else to, to, to worry about coming out because they want you to, to completely focus on that. But we did get one thing in the world of the High Republic, and that is the new Claudia Gray book, Fallen Star, has mm-hmm. been released, and you can go and pick it up wherever you pick up your books, uh, preferably at you know the comic book shop on South Street. That would be where I would go personally, right? Well, can you get I mean, it there? Maybe, maybe not. For, I mean, we can get novels. We don't. We don't normally uh, keep them in stock, but. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, you it's know, more common, all, right? if you go to Audible, you can get it, you know, for the audiobook. That's what I do. You know, I do the, uh, I do the audiobooks. Um, what you do is you go buy the book wherever, and then you go yeah. down to Atomic City and you buy a bunch of comic books and hang out and talk about the book and other cool stuff with the cool people that work there. Yeah, you get all the Marvel tie-in, comic tie-ins and, yeah. and make sure you catch up on those. That's a good you point. Get all that and, and talk for like two minutes max because uh, – Go home and read the books. <laughs> yeah. Get out of my face. Don't uh, give me but, COVID. <laughs> and, yeah, don't uh, give me COVID. Right. <laughs> yeah. I just got out of the back to tank. I don't want to go back in. <laughs> put, put your mask on. Talk to me for two. Keep your distance. Go yeah. down for two to Bibbles too. Get a cheese. Go down Ishka, yeah, go down there. <laughs> go home and read the books. Yep. Well, Enjoy. You've gotten what a few a few hours into listening to it, and you liking yeah. it so far? Obviously, spoiler free. We're not. Gonna... Uh, no, yeah, we're not. Yeah, not spoiling nothing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm digging it so far. Uh, I love like just like Daniel Jose Older, who uh, and will be reviewing uh, Midnight Horizon when that comes out in February. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's got a particular like you know vernacular that he brings to Star Wars, which I think is is refreshing and is needed. And um, Claudia Gray, her style is along those same lines. And and I love that, you know, the way she writes and explains things and, and the dialogue that she has, uh, you know, for her characters. And the mystery just deepens with the Geode character. The, the, <laughs> the, there's so many questions. Everyone's so got many. for that one. So, you know, and, and uh, so yeah, yeah. So far, this book, uh, yeah, I'm not saying a thing about it, but it's... It's really good. It's That's really interesting. good so far. I, I'm glad that Geode is getting a little bit more spotlight because I feel there are two camps of fans out there. There are the, There's the camp that we won't talk about too much that it's like, really? A rock? What are you doing? Won't talk about them. But then well, there's the they, fans they, that are... They have no joy in their lives. So you know, they, <laughs> they, they, can, they can understand the staggering drawing power of a, of a sentient rock. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This is just... <laughs> Too much for them. Yeah. Whatever. But then there's the group that's like, let's see where this goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's more where the, we are. We're like, I want to see this type. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, I'm totally open to this and I really want to know more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, make sure to go pick that up. I, I can't wait to get to it. I'm just uh in the middle of the Kevin Scott book. And then as soon as I'm done with that, jumping right into Claudia Gray's. You're, so. you're, you're, you're still in the middle of Rising Storm? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So listen, once that's over, you're going to want to take a small break uh, for your own mental health. I have, um, I've heard. I, I have yeah. heard. Because <laughs> uh, you're not going to want to jump into anything just yet. You're going to want to jump off a bridge. It's it's that good. <laughs> and it's that and it's filled with that much despair. It, with um, a bungee cord, right? That's all. <laughs> you had to think about that too that's long. I, I had to think. <laughs> Kevin Scott has that effect on you. I mean, there's there's that there's that hashtag. Kevin Scott knows what he did. Yes, <laughs> he knows what he did. He yes. knows, and he knows, and he's smiling about it. He's got red laser eyes. 
Whenever it happens. When you tweet stuff like Kevin Scott knows what he did, Kevin Scott's <laughs> killing me, he'll like it. He yeah. likes it. He's like, yes. He'll scroll through and I can just picture him grinning like the Grinch and just being really pleased with himself. <laughs> he's like, I've broken another fanboy. Yeah. He's he has to like write these books wearing a black cloak. Like he has to. It's a black hooded cloak. Remember the typing one, away. The one time he was talking about having writer's block on, on Twitter and how he was spending his time filling his fountain pens. And I was like, somebody take that ink away from him. Diabolical. He's done enough damage over the last couple of years. We all need a little bit of a break. Uh, but then, but then, are we but sure then I, said, I, I don't it know what it be. could be. But then, but right away, I'm like, I'm ready it's to be pieces of his again. soul. <laughs> soul ink or blood. <laughs> He's taking it from Charles Soul. Anyway, we're going too far. <laughs> but we're we're all ready to be heard again, Kevin. Keep it coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the other thing, though. It is fantastic writing. So that's the, you're yes. like you're hurting me, but you know, keep it coming. Yeah, yeah right. keep it coming. Yeah. Once I just recover from my bridge jump, apparently. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so anyway, go pick up that book. It's I, I can't wait to get to it. I've really liked what they've done so far. So this is wrapping up phase one, or is it starting phase two? Which one uh, is it? I think, yeah, phase one is, yeah, it's wrapping it up. Yeah. So this is wrapping up the first phase of the High Republic series. And yeah. and now it's about to get dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, what have we been going through if it's about to get dark? Right. Well, it's been usually, pretty heavy. Usually phase one ends on the light note and phase two ends on the dark note. So what does that mean it's just going to get progressively worse yep <laughs> um buckle up friends to me <laughs> buckle up yes, yes. Let's, yeah. because we're about to punch it that's the best segue you could ever provide y'all hey. thank you so much so <laughs> let's get to the other piece of news chris is like i'm dropping from the show right now <laughs> uh let's get to the other piece of news which is not news we're just going to go right into segment two because What's that one called I I don't know. You tell me. I think that one's called "More to the Story." Dun dun dun. dun. I feel stupid. <clears throat> <laughs> we need to just wait until we're back in person to do this. Um, so what what are we talking about? We are talking about episodes one and two, chapters one and two of the Book of Boba Fett. Both have dropped on Disney Plus uh, as a late Christmas present for all Star Wars fans out there. Uh, there wasn't. I would say a ton of positive response, uh, en- or I should say enough positive response from the first episode. But wow, everyone has come out of the woodwork in, in support of the yeah. second, like the second chapter. Like I-, I would say that was some of the best storytelling I've seen in Star Wars and in-, in all of the Disney Plus series so far. So, um, but it- I-, I should say for myself at least, chapter one was still really good. It was slower. It was setting the stage. It was a setup, yeah, but it wasn't bad <laughs> and and, and it was that. short it was short i think i think people yes. expected the first episode out of the box to be an hour long and have all this exposition and stuff but they they need to set stuff up and they needed to answer lingering questions that people yeah. have been asking yeah. for decades and they had to address that stuff and um i i, I sort of like the quiet slow introduction to boba fett in jabba's uh castle P- presumably that back to tank i guess is in jabba's like personal quarters like up in what used to be his bedroom and we have to orient to all that stuff before you start really digging into like 
yeah the politics he's going to run into and the different crime families and all the other complicated stuff um like you just need a little bit of time to acclimate it's like yeah. we've just landed in this world and a lot has to a lot has to be explained before we can jump into what's happening today so yeah. I, I thought it was appropriate but yeah some people were already kind of saying the whole series is going to be a mess and whatever and we won't even get into that yeah yeah yeah, and people were waiting. I don't. I don't want to turn this into just like hating on people who who hate it. But uh, and I could do that. I could do that. But uh, um, people were expecting just like you know, just him flying out of the Sarlacc pit and yeah. uh, just, just just like his flame yes. going all over the place and shooty shooting and chasey chases and all that, all kind of goofy <laughs> stuff going on. And and <clears throat> um, people need to realize at least at least the fans that are upset with it need to realize. There's a story that's happening here. Yes. There is a rebirth that is happening here with Boba Fett. Um, you know, there's a lot of that pesky character development stuff that gets in the way of of uh, of just mindless, you know, space Clint Eastwood, John Wayne, Batman, you know, action that they're looking for. Yeah. Uh, from Boba Fett, from what they've worked up in their minds over the decades. Yes. So um, people need to chill and give it a chance. And plus, it's just chapter one. You, you, Right. You got it. It's world building. You got to give it a second to to, you know, to set the uh, set the tone. Yeah. For yeah. the remainder of the series. But totally I, I, with you. I like the word that you used rebirth um, of the character. Um, I, we were also we were texting earlier this week about how I, I thought it was really cool that Boba Fett does not come out directly of the mouth of the Sarlacc pit. That he sort of like fights his way through the side of it and digs yeah. out through the soil. Yeah. Because to me, it almost looked like. um he was kind of digging his own way out of his own grave, which in some ways mm -hmm. he kind of was mm -hmm. like he, he looks around him in the Sarlacc pit and there's a stormtrooper, and um, you know, that it, it doesn't end well typically when you're in the belly of the Sarlacc pit, nope. but he finds his way out and digs his way out. Um, and, and that leads to another thing that people were critical of is he's seemingly weak when he gets out of the Sarlacc pit. And it's like, yeah. look, he's been through a lot. Well, he's, I would I would say yeah he's been through that. sorry I didn't mean to cut you off but like no, no, go ahead the, if he would have just flown out of there it would have made the sarlacc pit look like a joke like why couldn't anybody else survive all I need is a jetpack to get out like it needed to make the sarlacc pit look like a big yeah. daunting task yeah that yeah Boba Fett survived it yes but it was a challenge to survive yeah, it's it. not easy to get out yeah it's not like uh, that Star Wars robot chicken thing where he comes just jetpacking out of it. Yes. Yeah. Back from the dead, a holes. Like it's not. It's not going to be that. <laughs> well, uh, let's also remember. Maybe he could have. Maybe he could have just flown out of there. But how did he get into there? Remember the Return of the Jedi. He got his jetpack hit. It and, malfunctioned, yeah. mm -hmm. and he tumbled into there. I don't think his jetpack was working. Is is honestly what Probably I think. Not. Yeah. So yeah. he had to crawl his way out of there. Yeah. There was yep. no other way. And he was so weak from you know, whatever noxious fumes are in there. And, being digested. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just, you know, the acid and all that kind of stuff. Because once, like, his, his uh, the armor was taken off, he was in, he was in terrible shape. Yeah. yeah. Dude looked beat up. Yep. I, like, he, he just immediately passed out, like, yeah. from the whole ordeal because he was tired. Because, like, I have gone through uh, a moment where, like, I had so much... Um, uh, you know, I was I had a blister on my hand and I was getting it taken off. You're, com I won't go you're into comparing the whole story. to you're comparing uh 
No, 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 no. I'm not going to compare my, but what I'm going to say, <laughs> my pain was real, I, man. I too have suffered. I Let have me tell suffered. you about the blister I had. <laughs> hey, it was big. It was like third degree burn almost. Oh my gosh. Um, I take it anyway, all back. Take it all back. Yeah. Come on, meanie. Uh, no. <laughs> We're a clean family show. We have to say words like meanie. That um, was us going off the rails. Seriously, we're back. We're no, back, but yeah. uh, so in in getting it off, like I had I'd gone through so much pain in the ordeal that afterwards I just fell asleep. I was so tired, so I can't imagine. You what just it let was the like Tuscan Raiders beat you with gaffy sticks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, I was like, just doctor, do it, just slap me. Do it. I don't care. <laughs> Take don't me live now. anymore. <laughs> My point being, I would have just like passed out of exhaustion too. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Listen, I just I just had a wisdom tooth. Uh, uh, extracted. See, I don't know what's worse. Probably, oh, I'm pretty bad. sure. I'm pretty sure. I'd rather go through the, uh, the wisdom tooth again than it'll be crawling out of yeah. a probably hundred feet down uh, of a uh, you know of a starlight or more. You know, yeah. However, yeah. Who, feet, you know. who knows how far he had to, to dig up? Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty sure there are diagrams out there. There are. Yes. Right? Yeah. But uh, that's yeah. true. Like someone already made a diagram. And this is jumping, just jumping to chapter two real quick. But someone already <laughs> made a diagram of the uh, the lizard thing. Yes, I just saw. That. Like, I was gonna, where I was, where was that? It. I was yeah. going to send it to you guys. <laughs> I, I was like, who this. worked on that? Who tapped into the speed force from the Flash and right. drew that that quickly? <laughs> the show just came out like it just yesterday. It's yes, Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> And it came out yesterday. I was proud yeah. of myself for having watched it three times in one day. I'm like, I've never wow, done that. I'm, I'm impressed. But yeah, I think I think somebody uh, just called out of work yesterday to make that or something because yeah. they jumped on it right away. Oh yeah, so, that that's definitely true. Um, no, the one thing let's the, to finish up on the Sarlacc bit. I did want to say was just again tipping my hat to, um, to to Rodriguez on this one. I think they did a great job making it feel really claustrophobic in there mm -hmm. like the way that it was shot it felt like you, you just had this sliver of the camera that was you know you that boba fett was in and the rest of it was was the stomach if i felt claustrophobic like i couldn't breathe yeah and mm -hmm. so that mm -hmm. was just good cinematography right there to give to give the audience the feel of i'm trapped in this starlight pit myself yeah. and how am i going to get out of it so the whole sequence to me was great it was 40 years paid off for some people it was you know, maybe not enough for others, but to me, I thought it was perfect. Yeah, I thought it was well done. And then one other thing I liked about within the Sarlacc pit was the fact that the stormtrooper was upright. Like he was trying to like he was up on his feet trying to figure out like how to get out of there and eventually was just digested and um, yeah. and yeah. succumbed to the Sarlacc pit. But um, so well, he's where, not wearing Beskar, too. He's not wearing Beskar, so that doesn't help. But um, yeah. so where do we go from there? So he gets out of the Sarlacc pit. Uh, he's he doesn't enslaved. get far. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't get far before he gets himself into trouble. Doesn't yeah. get much easier for him. The poor guy gets enslaved, and uh, well, well, even before well, that, well, he gets first, his armor stolen. Listen, let me let me tell you. One of the great things about these Disney Plus series is that you know they they are able to, like you know, with a microscope, just go in and and uh, flesh out a lot of things that mm -hmm. that were so minor in you know in the uh, in the trilogies. You know, mm -hmm. like take the Jawas. Um, they were just oh, they were scavengers and you know, Utini, doing their thing, all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. <laughs> now we see that there are a bunch they're they're jerks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're jerks, every last one of them. Like they're they're picking him clean while he's still moving. Yeah, like, oh, he's alive still. Yeah, get his stuff. Get his stuff. Yep. Yep. Well, I, I also want to point out how genius it is 
for the, of that storytelling. Like as soon as the barge explodes, the next thing I would expect is Jawas to show up. Yes. To scavenge it. To yeah. to find anything of value. And what what do they find of value? Beskar and a man mm-hmm. who's near death who they can easily take it from. So I don't know if they had planned that in Mandalorian season two or even before that when they teased him in season one, but the fact that they they nailed like the events that would happen following the barge, the jaw was showing up was yeah. really brilliant. I think of Favreau it, of of Rodriguez, all of them, Filoni. It, it's yeah. super consistent, and I, I don't think it would even have to be Beskar. It could be like Boba Fett at a Casio watch, and they would take it. Like that's just what they <laughs> oh, do. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, well, what do you think about Casio watches? <laughs> I think they're great. Um, <laughs> Okay. But then, yeah, but then then he's captured by the Tuscan Raiders who are really having a moment in the show, who are oh. really just kind of, you know, you're you're learning a ton about them. And it starts with, you know, the perspective of them not being so kind to Boba yeah. Fett and the poor which, Rodian. Which is kind of to character with what we've seen in the past. And I I, I was I was thinking of Attack of the Clones the whole time and, and Shmi, Shmi. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like this is what they did to her and, yep. and this is what they do to everyone they pick up. I'm curious your guys' thoughts of like what does this experience teach him? Because he's getting kicked around by little kids and it's it's not really a, a good moment in his life. Like he's probably like, I wish I was in that Sarlacc pit still. Like maybe there's a better way to go than this. Uh, what is he going through? What does this experience like teach him? I've got some thoughts, but that's what question I had for you guys. I, I, I'll jump in real quick and say, like, even before that, I, I think the flashbacks and like the dreams he's having when he's in the back to tank, and it seems like they're flashbacks, but they could be mixed in with dreams at some point. Yeah. Um, I, I think those are kind of telling, and I think they're almost like indicative of like a little bit of trauma or something. Um, mm-hmm. And there's almost, um, it's it's almost ironic that a lot of his flashbacks are to Camino, you know, the, this world of, you know, it's, it's a giant ocean planet. And now here he is um, getting sunburned on this desert planet where he probably never thought he'd end up um, in this particular situation. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's uh it's a sad state that we find our bounty hunter in. It is a sad state that we're finding him in. I totally agree. And, and uh I thought it was a very humili- uh, or um, uh, humbling experience that he was in, right? He's he's lost his armor. He, he he's nothing. He kind of probably feels like he's nothing without his armor. Like most that, that, of his abilities and skills come from what he can do with his armor. These are basic. That's he's basically in um, like his underwear. This is like what he wears <laughs> under his armor. That's all he has left. Um, but right. I, I, I feel like he's sort of like the way he carries himself, like we've got it up on the screen now. And so, yes, he's a prisoner. He He's uh, fully enslaved and, but his shoulders are back and his chin is up and mm-hmm. he, he still has some dignity to him that hasn't been taken away by the fact that he's in this really crappy situation. Well, even um, later on to, uh, you know, he, he, he says no hard feelings. Like he's, we're jumping way ahead here, but you know, the monster that he has to fight, like as soon as he fought that monster, the first thing he could have done was killed the kid. Yeah. The Tuscan kid. He didn't. And and, and by the way, I think that's, what's going to make him a really good crime boss is he's not impulsive and he doesn't react emotionally. It's not like, Oh man, you kicked me when I was down. So now it's your turn. He doesn't do any of that. He's going to rule with respect. We've already heard him say it. And that's, that's, I think he's learning it in this moment because while he was sitting there enslaved, being, being kicked around by these kids, he looks up 
at the leader of the tribe who's just looking at him and he's almost as if he's waiting to see what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. And and so I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, this is a really humili- uh, uh I keep getting that word wrong. This is a really humbling experience yeah. for Boba Fett here, but I don't really think that the Tusken Raiders are trying to be mean to him. I think what they're doing is they have learned to survive in these really harsh conditions yeah. and they they're doing a bad thing in enslaving people and taking them in and making them do work for them because of the conditions that they're in. That's part of what they've learned to do to survive. But they also know that only the strong survive in this case. Mm-hmm. It's right? a really harsh environment. They don't have any, they are adapted yeah. to the world that they're in. And not just that, but they're kind of testing Boba Fett in a way to see like, are you strong enough to survive? Mm-hmm. And if you are, you'll learn our respect and be part of this group instead of enslaved by us. Yeah. So, because you notice it when he escapes, right? He, if he escapes for a second from, from, from bondage, he starts running away and then he has to fight the, uh, uh, the war, the Tuscan warrior mm-hmm. and, and he loses, but like, they're letting that happen. They're not trying to kill him. They're not, they're trying to see how can he hold his own? Like, can he actually, is, is he strong enough to, uh, survive as part of this group mm-hmm. so i i think it's uh more of a test than it is an enslavement really yeah. I, so I, I i think i think there's something fair about that i think you know it, it could be anybody if it was the rodian who showed up the way that boba fett did i think they would have accepted him um but i you know i wanted to ask both you guys your opinion on this question here boba fett hero anti-hero something totally different he's he's kind of he's He's struggling yeah he's a crime boss he's he's an aspiring big time crime boss um who was a bounty hunter so he sort of lived in a in kind of a gray area he probably he has some kind of code he tries to respect people um but you know he's the protagonist but is he a hero i don't know i i i go by what he what what his father said and what he said when he came into the mandalorian he's just a simple man trying to make his way in the galaxy Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and any way he knows how, and he, you know, he was raised a particular way, uh, so you know, he was in that life, and now, um, you know, with with you know, like so, coming out of that Sarlacc pit, um, and dealing with uh, the Tuscan Raiders, or at least this this particular tribe of uh, Tuscan Raiders, right? He's got a, a whole new perspective on things, and um, this has been like a rebirth for him, and yes. now he's realizing a different way. Yeah. Um, I don't want to jump ahead to the second episode yet because that, that <laughs> starts to uh, shape things of, of, I think, why he's decided to take over, you know, from Jabba. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Is, is, uh, is he just being opportunistic? Question. Does he see like, well, Jabba's gone. There's kind of a power vacuum here. Like somebody's going to step in. Why not me? Or do you think he's been plotting and scheming for a long time? I don't know about that. I I, I don't know if he if he's like... If it's anything sinister, because to me, to me, he's not he's not evil. Like I know, like in video games and whatnot, like you know, there's the villain side, then there's the hero side, and they always put Fett on the villain side because yes. of what he did to Han Solo. Like yeah, like, like Han Solo's innocent of anything, right? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, but um, rebel scum, rebel scum. Yeah, I mean, look, they're terrorists. <laughs> they're terrorists. They really are, right? <laughs> there's no heroes. Every like, there's there's heroes on every side. Evil. It's is all relative. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it all. 
Um, I think I would categorize him right now a bit of the anti-hero. I think it's really difficult in this. In in Star Wars in general is really good at like towing the moral line. It's mm. it, like you can't use morality in our universe to define morality in their universe because on especially on a place like Tatooine where this the conditions are so hard uh, harsh and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you don't know it's really just about survival right you don't have time sometimes to even stop and be like is this moral or not is this okay or not it's like how do i just make sure i make it to tomorrow right yeah. and so that's kind of where boba fett is but yeah. he's going to try to do it as best as he can he thinks he can do it instead of leading by fear leading with respect mm-hmm. and there's something admirable about that yeah and i think uh Probably what happened in the events of War of the Bounty Hunters maybe helped shape him mm. a bit. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, uh, once again, I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead to the second episode. But <laughs> um, we know that they are taking a look at the comics, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, for different yes. like, story beats and all that kind of stuff. They so are. We will get, yeah. We will get to that specifically because we'll have to put another spoiler warning out there when we get to that. I am so excited for that one, especially for your reaction, Chris. Oh Um, boy! All right, let's keep moving in in episode one so we can get there. Boba wakes up. We see him get dressed a little bit. I I did have one little reaction to he wakes up. He said, "I'm having those dreams again." And Fennec's basically like, "I don't care." Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like doesn't react to it at all. All like, business. All business. I'm trying to kind of get a feel through this episode and through the, even the second one. Where is Fennec's mind here? Which I, I do hope that they give more attention to her as time goes on. They can't during the flashbacks I get. But like we we need to see how she feels about the, the, kind of the rift that started between the two of them. Yeah, it's definitely there. And uh-huh. like she, she sigh eyes him so many times like in the it, mm-hmm. in the first episode alone um to the point where like i'm like you know i always i'm always turned out to be like the johnny negative guy when i say things like this but uh because i was like uh maybe omega's gonna die near the end of a uh, bad batch <laughs> or, or, they're, or, or they're all gonna turn from order 66 and yep and it's, it's all gonna get bad and, you know and then, and then i'm labeled you know super negative but uh, <laughs> um um I think because she's there was a line that she said, and I think it was in the first episode where she was like, uh, I can make the rounds without you. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Something yeah. like that. So I'm like, you know, that 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 gets me thinking that, you know, she's about to go into business for herself. She may she may betray him because, you know, she's like, a, you know, e- even in times like this, the sure bet is to is to, uh, uh, you know, use that use that, you know, the fear tactics and and. Mm-hmm. And be a little harsher, you know, things like that. And he doesn't want to go that route. And I, I, I think that uh, this is going to uh, backfire on him in a way, you know, where where she she betrays him, she leaves, or something, and and maybe takes power. I, I uh, yeah, I can totally see that. And I, I, I think like any any crime show that you watch, like whoever the boss is, there's somebody who thinks that they can do it better because they would do it a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think she might become that person, but I, I don't know. Like maybe she'll surprise us and, and stay loyal. I don't, it, it's tough to tell with these types of characters because um, their, their code is their own and it's not as obvious and they are opportunists. So if she sees a chance to, 
you know, take that throne for herself. She might. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. I will throw that. I think Kevin Scott's run it rubbing off on you a little bit, though. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> just kidding. Um, but uh, I, I do think that she will not forget very quickly the life debt that she has to him for saving her life to begin mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so there is that fact. But as time does go on, and as she serves him, she's going to wonder, did I pay that back? Right. When and, she saves his life for the 15th time, she might yes. be like, okay, we're good. Uh, yeah, we're, exactly. We're even now. Yeah. 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 Uh, and if that's the case, if they're still disagreeing with each other, could it become a, an issue? I'll I'll take it if that's what they're setting up for. I'll also take it if they set it up for they come to some sort of resolution. Yeah. Uh, like if she sees that Boba Fett's ways are working, she might get on board. It's more of a question of will they work or not? Right. And I, I have faith that they will, but you can tell it's off to a rocky start. I mean, let's get to the tribute scene. Like that was the first place I was like, okay, so you've got the two of them and the return of 88, <laughs> which was cool to see. Uh, Listen, uh, that one real quick. <laughs> All right. So the uh, the actor who does a voice for uh, 88, and I think it's, I think it goes by a different name, like UNC something. I don't know. Something like that. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, for the, for that um for that uh that droid is voiced by uh like a one of my favorite comedic actors of all time. His name is Matt Barry. Yeah. Uh, have you ever seen the IT crowd or or I think it's called Things We Do in the Dark? Is that the name of the, I, the I watched show? the IT crowd, Ooh. I think, mm. based on your recommendation, Chris. And it was awesome. Uh, yeah. I'd recommend it to anybody. It's awesome. It's hmm. amazing. Uh so yeah, he he's on that. He yeah, so he does a voice uh, for that guy. He's got a very distinct voice, mm-hmm. and like I picked it up immediately. I'm like, oh, that, that's uh, definitely Matt. I didn't make that connection. I I can totally hear it now. Yeah, hmm. oh, he's so good. And so yeah, that that was the I, I was geeking like crazy just from that alone. Yeah, that was terrific. I, I was just geeking because I was like, I know that guy. You know the just the the droid in general. Right, like, mm-hmm. he's the one that's, got, that's torturing the gonk. Yes. and he's got dialogue now. Like that's what yes. I, I just. That's the one thing about 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 these live action shows so far. A lot of it is like these guys are getting to play with all the action figures. That's yes, you yes. know exactly that's what, what is. this is. That's what this is. Jan, I remember when when you got me to download the Star Wars trading card app. Yep. One of the first things I loved about it was how much they went and found like the obscure characters in the background, and they do it for eight D eight. They they they've got a card or a few cards of him, and so I knew who he was from a lot of that kind of stuff. And to be able to be like, wow, that's basically what Filoni and Favreau did. They just were like, who's one of those background guys that we just pull back in here? Yeah, and think yep. about the situation that again they're they're running on uh they're running a little too efficiently in this this new crime uh syndicate that 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 he's trying to set up uh boba fett is three guys or two people in a droid isn't going to be enough and they say right at the beginning like we're going to need to get a protocol droid this isn't working yeah <laughs> you know so but yeah then you then you get some visits from uh, a few of the other people in town the trandoshan was cool the whole uh, this is why does it always sound like I'm being threatened when I'm being given a compliment by a trans yeah. You know, <laughs> um, Dan Dan loved that scene. That yeah, he did. <laughs> I mean, I I did too. Yeah. Um, even with the ma- the major domo coming in. Yeah, he's mm. so good. Oh, so yes. slimy. So yeah. he's just something's weird about him. I what are your take on him? Is he slimy? Or to, to me, I thought he was condescending. He's a, 
condescending, definitely. Yep. I thought it was more like a politician, a career politician who is just doing everything he can to try and make everybody happy and not rock the boat too much. Like he's like, sorry, I'm not the mayor, but like I'm here to give you his welcome. Like, and he knows they're not going to receive it well. Yeah, that like, that was that was a shot across the bow. I think mm-hmm. he is um he's an entourage guy. He's he's not the guy, yeah. um, but he's like in the orbit of the guy, following him around, doing his bidding, and out there being snarky because he knows he's got the mayor backing him up. But I think it's in I'm I'm jumping ahead to the second episode. He's also one of those guys where as as soon as you try to push past him to go through the door. He doesn't have an answer for that. No. He tries to talk you out of it. So if you're going to muscle your way through it, he's got nothing. And I, then he I, just went right into the, oh, and uh, sorry for the intrusion, sir. Yeah. Like, like, just like, you know, he just <laughs> yep. switched it real quick. So, yep. yep. I think part of it is the mayor is telling him to do stuff. And he knows that there's the mayor even doesn't have enough power to, to pull that off. And so he's kind of put in the uncomfortable situation the mayor is putting him in. And yeah. he knows that he's going to have to go back to the mayor and, and tell him like, Hey, it didn't work and make the mayor upset. So he's just in a bad situation all around. Poor yeah, guy. Yeah. He, he, it's do something, but be discreet. Don't have it be traced back to me, but also kind of let them know it's me. So they know that I mean business. Like it's, it's delicate. And yeah. Um, again, jumping ahead to the second episode, I think one of the first bits of advice that the mayor gives to Boba is that it's, it's all pretty complicated. It's, um, and, different and, and to be a, what does he say? He's like it's different to lead a family than it is the bounty hunt, something, something like that, along yeah. those lines. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's a good lesson. We'll we'll get to that. All right, let's get to Mos Espa for a second here because the dialogue with this is where we start seeing some of that rift between Fennec Shand and uh, and Boba Fett was the dialogue between him was like you know it might be easy to rule with fear. It, it's a pretty effective tool, you know. Yeah. Uh, I love the meme that I saw on uh, the, the water boy meme. If you saw that on, uh, on Twitter, of, I didn't, <laughs> you know, the, the water boy's girlfriend and that, like how every t- time that, uh, somebody's in his way, she's like, do you want me to kill him? <laughs> Yo, <yeah. laughs> I saw a meme of that with Fennec Shan's face on it instead. <laughs> Just like, Boba Fett, you want me to kill him? Like, that's just no. what she keeps doing. <laughs> no, not yet. No. <laughs> um, but you see a little bit of that, that disagreement there mm-hmm. uh and maybe some of that jealousy like mm-hmm. your your helmet shinier and stuff like that uh, it's interesting just the dynamic they're setting up between the two of them but i don't know what you guys think of the moses scene because then we get some that's when we get some of our you know our our, our main action scene of the, of mm-hmm. the series I, I i loved it and i was you know curious as like when when uh the major domo said before he left like you know uh very kind the kindest threat <laughs> ever he's mm-hmm. like uh you can expect a second delegation uh uh-huh. at some point yeah um and yep. i was like well it, all right here they are here's That's that second, second delegation, delegation. yeah um you know or, or we don't know because you know jumping ahead you know uh uh mok is that his name yeah yep um he he was like i didn't send him you may want to talk to you know garza flip or blah 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 so yep we don't know who sent him, and it's probably the mayor that sent him. Yeah, but uh, yeah. you know, but yeah, 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 yeah. That, you know, I, I like that that slight threat uh, that that he gave. 
Yep. And, and I, I really like that. Um, the, the Gamorreans, uh, like the, this episode is like the rise of the Gamorreans. Like they've, uh, <laughs> redeemed themselves in a way. And we, you know, we've talked about how Boba Fett could have had the two Gamorreans that were loyal to, uh, you know, the prior guys, he could have had them executed, but he gave them the opportunities to, to, um, to follow Boba Fett and be loyal to yeah. Boba and, and, and they step up and yeah. they, they save the day in that battle. They, they yeah. come, they come swinging out of nowhere. Um, and they could have, you know, they could have blown that off and said like, all right, this is the new boss different than the old boss. And, um, but they're also the ones that carry him back into the back to tank and stick the, um, the, the oxygen thing into his mouth and close the lid and, and genuinely take care of him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a nice contrast to Fennec, who's sort of like a little bit skeptical about Boba mm-hmm. and a little bit skeptical about his methods and outwardly disagrees. And then you've got the Gamorreans who are just like, we're fully bought in. We're, and 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 I think we're going to see more of both. I think we're going to see yeah. more who are aligned and are sort of like, it's in my best interests until it's not. And then, you know, maybe I'll stab him in the back and then. Um, you know, he might have some more people who like really have his back, like the Gamorians. I don't know. I I do think though. Uh, so a couple things on that. One, I think the Gamorians maybe have been were tempted to leave at that moment because if you noticed, uh, you know the what was it the Night Wind crew show up to yeah. to fight him, mm-hmm. um, and the Gamorians didn't attack right away. It wasn't like they were involved in it. It was like Boba Fett and, and Fennec Shand were on their own for a good 30 seconds minute of that action. And then the Gamorreans showed up. That, that's a fair point. I just assumed that they weren't right there. Like they came running from wherever they were. Like uh, yeah. they were at the arcade or something playing skee-ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or maybe they were, they're you know, dealing with a couple of other uh, you know, Nightwind assassins on their they were, own. I don't know. Right. Off, off they were camera. at Ishka yeah. Bibbles 3. on. <laughs> it's their outer rim location there you go (laughs) whatever it is maybe i just i thought (laughs) it'll be a whole spin-off series of that um but i I just thought that was cool that like you're right like they proved their loyalty the other thing is uh, with fennec shan like i do think she's she's a bit of a foil right now i i feel like she's playing the audience a little bit like we're wondering if boba fett's knows what he's doing if he's going to if his plan is going to work mm-hmm. and she's playing our role in that mm-hmm. so maybe they're setting something up uh, or maybe they're just saying you know what we're gonna show you that there's somebody in you know in his entourage that's thinking the same thing you're thinking right now audience mm-hmm. is this gonna work for boba fett yeah. right now it's not looking great yeah he's um he's in over his head and, and yeah you know jumping ahead again we could definitely see that in chapter two Mm-hmm. maybe we just need to get there before we do before we do we got one more sequence of this episode to get to and that's back to the dream series yeah uh going back in time seeing him you know enslaved he's dragged to find water uh we're watching the 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 sequence right now actually uh, i wanted your guys reaction to the moisture farm settlement scene it was a very like passing by scene like just let's observe these uh these the jerks gang. The, yeah. the biker gang come in, steal some water, kick the guy down, and run off. Like, what was that all about? Was that the Tashi station? Oh, no. that's a good question. I don't I know. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not I don't sure. Know. But those guys are jerks. That they, they, they're uh, they're uh, they're Nikto. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, they, some Nikto biker gang. And I mean, like they are literally out of Terminator 2 biker gang like that yes. that mm-hmm. that the T800 mm-hmm. beats up but uh yeah. uh yeah i yeah cuz everyone's wondering about that symbol cuz i was trying to uh i was trying to figure out like oh man what is that from who are these guys with um i'm thinking like did i see that in a comic or something like that but yeah, yeah any luck do you find anything no no i don't think either. anyone i don't think anyone knows i don't, like, I don't what think it so is. either it's setting something up yeah. is what i yeah. think um i i think mostly it was trying to set up the the thing that ends up happening in in episode two but it was it could be setting up for more than that mm-hmm. um i guess one of the thoughts of like what i thought it meant for boba was and it was just another because he actually turns away he doesn't there's a point where when the um the biker gang kicks the guy he looks away like he's disgusted by it mm-hmm he he's a, a bounty hunter. He's done some pretty, you know, mean stuff in life. He's killed some guys. He's not and evil. He's not evil, know? but this is his job. It's just his job. Yeah. But he's looking at this like, guys, that's taking it too far. Yeah, yeah. So I could, I think he's just growing this disdain for them. I, mm-hmm. I I think you're right. I think um when I think that's a good point. I don't think I picked up on that as much when I when I watched it, but um when faced with like real crappy evil behavior it's clear that it's not for him he's he's okay with some bad stuff happening if it's for a specific end if it's to help him solidify his power or something like that to help him catch a bounty whatever but not praying um, on the weak not praying on the weak and not senseless violence and not any of that stuff um that's a good call out ben yeah oh just little things that i noticed this time but the big part of this whole scene though was the big monster fight yeah and good riddance rodian <laughs> <laughs> ouch oh. sorry Ooh. i did i had no we hardly knew ye ben hates rodians there yep. it is put it on <laughs> a t-shirt dan tra- hates trandoshans and ben, ben hates, hates rodians, rodians. yeah i mean that was one of the first reactions i had was gosh poor rodians they can't last more than a few minutes of screen time nope yeah it's it then they're gone but he deserved it like he he totally called uh called him out when boba fett got free the first time mm-hmm. and he's yep. he's a coward like yeah, he's that's... sitting here gloating like i found water like he he thinks that's gonna save him yep yeah oh, what is that called um gloating or no 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 like he's in prison. He's, <laughs> he's yeah the, uh, the stockholm syndrome stockholm syndrome yes yeah <laughs> I'm like brown nosing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that too. That too. Yeah, a little bit of that. Yeah, apparently, apparently, uh, Stockholm syndrome is is very in this time of year on uh on Tatooine. Yes, <laughs> and it's, um, it's just a normal way of life for Rodians. Yeah, but all of that ends really well for for Boba, our protagonist, yeah. hero, anti-hero, whatever. Um, because th- that's the moment where he solidifies his place in this particular tribe of Tuscan Raiders as uh, a friend and not a foe. It's a big deal. He, he proves his strength. Yep. Right. He yep. he passed the trial, and when they see what he was capable of, and hear hear the kid come back and tell the tale, mm-hmm. and they're like, "He did that." You no, know, which, which, that kid took all the credit. He did. Yep. <laughs> yep. he was like, "Yeah, this is what I did." Isn't <laughs> Isn't it great that? That's not subtitled, but we all kind of got all the different layers of all the nonsense that was going yeah, on when he came back totally. and told the story, carrying the head, the, like body victoriously language. carrying the head over his head. Yeah, yeah. I bet you, I bet you the Tuscan Raiders are fantastic at charades. Probably. <laughs> <they are. laughs> 
I, I don't ever want to challenge them. That's for sure. <laughs> Wait, who 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 are we going up against? Oh, forget it. <laughs> Tuscans, we yeah, lost. Oh man, yeah, it's over. Give give them the trophy. Let's not go to game night at the watering <laughs> hole tonight. <laughs> uh, we'll go to the Tashi Station next week. Yeah, uh, when they're playing Pictionary. Um, <laughs> all right, are we good with episode one, guys? Is I, I think we're good we with missed? episode one. Chris, well, you really I, I, yeah, but I, like the one thing is the final shot of this of this episode. I love when the uh, the, the the elder uh-huh. comes up to him, and you know, like it's not full respect. He doesn't even look him in the eye. He doesn't face him. Doesn't face him mm-hmm. at all. He just he just nonchalantly gives him you are the, uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, the black melon, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I I just I'm like okay yeah. He's like yeah, you got respect, but you still got a long way to go. Yep. You know? Yes, that was how I interpreted that. It was like you've got our respect now. You are no longer enslaved. Yeah. But you are not yet part of this tribe. There is more work to do mm-hmm. if you really want to reach that. But we're not going to tie you up again. Right. And and the other thing I think was he knew coming back oh he yeah. was out of his bonds mm-hmm. he could have killed that kid and he yeah, didn't and he didn't yep he could have just ran away the kid came back on his own and he was gone and he came back so he's the the leader of this tribe is seeing this he knows what he could have done mm-hmm. and what he chose to do instead and he's so he's like okay you obviously want to stay here you're not part of the tribe yet but we'll let you stay we'll and we'll kind of feel you out a little bit mm-hmm. yeah right and the so, trials will continue and the trials will continue, as we see in episode two. Mm-hmm. Nice segue. You, you're just segue. teeing them up like <laughs> so well for me tonight, Jan. Um, all right, where do we start with this one? So we uh, we we see Fennishan show, show up at the night when they're interrogating him. He's not speaking at all. They drop him into the Rancor pit to, to spook him. Did you guys think that the Rancor was going to show up or not? No. no. Yeah, me neither. You know, now I figured they were they were bluffing, you know, the moment that they were like threatening the rancor. I'm like, oh, did they get another rancor? Like they did get another yeah. rancor? Mm-hmm. Is it that rancor from uh, Bad Batch? <laughs> that's that's what you I know? thought. That's like, right. Moochie from Bad Batch. Moochie. Yeah. Moochie. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Patisa's not there. P- the potato bear's gone. The potato yeah. bear's gone. But I, oh, I, I love I, lovely I love, callback. <laughs> there you go. Love I love inside jokes. I love all the um the the different shots that they use in this. Like I love when they throw the guy down to the ranker pit. We can see Jabba's platform where he sat moving over the grate. Um, mm-hmm. I love seeing the like the trap door at the front of the castle. We just saw moving up and down. Like they just did such a nice job of like all the different little visual things that make a Jabba's palace. Just really kind of spotlighting them super nicely. Yeah, totally agree with that. Um. It was a nice callback. If anything, it was just nice to see some uh, some fun Return of the Jedi moments and callbacks yeah. again, yeah. right? But I was the same with you, Chris. I was like, "There's no, there's no rancor in that pit. This is going to end up in a to be more of a a funny scene." Yeah, and it was. And it made him talk. Made him talk. Made him talk. So rancors will get you to talk. Something about death by rancor is worse yeah, than I- death by knife, I guess. Yeah, and, and if uh, if you uh, look at the scene closely, he leans into the knife when they threaten to cut his head off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, okay, no, go ahead. No fear of the you. knife. Nope. Rancor is yeah. a different story. Whole different I like story. how Fennec Shan's just like night wins. You're paying for the name. Like, she has no respect for them. Yes. None. <laughs> <laughs> I'm better than these guys. Uh, that was really cool. But then we get the mayor scene. And you already yes. kind of t- shared a little bit about that, Jan. But what did you guys think of, I guess the mayor was he threatening was he 
Uh, did he have any power? Was th- what was your interpretation of just the mayor? Because I I kind of got to feel like I'm not too threatened by him. Like there's something there, but I I don't feel very th- like I don't feel like his power is really really big. Mm-hmm. Like he's talking a lot of talk right now. I think that's fair, but I think also part of the game is it's it's all subtext to a certain degree. Like yeah. you can't just come out and say, "Look, as you know, the mayor of this town, I am uh, planning to kill you." Like, it, like it's it's all got to be sort of like folded in and kind of in between what he's saying. Yeah. Um, so I I think I think he's sort of playing that game a little bit, and I think yeah, you know, he comes he comes out and says, you know, like like I mentioned, you know, th- th- this is pretty complex stuff, and I think yeah. Boba's getting a taste of. Hey, if he wants to consolidate power on this planet, um, it's not all going to be, you know, direct deal making. Some of it's going to have to be kind of under the surface a little bit and and a little bit, um, a little bit political, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And and you can't get to any kind of level of power, especially on 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 Tatooine and, and you know, most obviously or, or most Espa without some ruthlessness there. So I think that uh, uh, Mokshaiz is a. Uh, Good point. It's definitely um, feigning a lot of uh, of of whatever ruthlessness or viciousness, you know, that he may have. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, and, he kills, and he they kills play the, the game. Guy. Yeah, he kills the guy in cold blood right there. Yeah. Yes, like they knew exactly. Those guys knew exactly what to do. He was like, uh, you know, he waved his hand, done. Yeah, yeah, yes. That was not the first time they had to execute somebody right in front of the mayor. Like, yeah. this is this is probably <laughs> yeah. something that happens all the time. Yeah. I, I do think, though, again, this is where the power struggle comes in. So I, I agree with you. Like, he, he's got more power than we than I'm letting on, but he didn't before. Under Jabba, at least, he didn't. Like, he had a lot more power. He could definitely, um, what's the word, usurp him? Uh, Jabba propped to. him up? The mayor, you mean? Jabba propped him up, yes. Yeah. But yeah. things have changed in the last few years where under Bib Fortuna, it probably got so lax. He had very little power. Oh, yeah. It, like yeah. he started to gain some of that power back. And now he's seeing Boba Fett come into the picture and he's feeling a bit threatened by mm-hmm. him. So it, it is going to be this power struggle between the two of them. Yeah. Um, it, especially because Mokshai sees a chance. He, he sees a chance to be what a mayor should be. The one in power, the one at the top. And he's, mm-hmm. he hasn't been that for a while. And mm-hmm. and and I wonder about Bib Fortuna, like how much power did he have, you know, staying in Jabba's palace and like taking over for him? Because yeah. there was apparently no real security there. And right. when when you go into like that throne room and he's, you know, sitting on like you know the throne on top of Jabba's dais, is that he? The place is practically empty. Yeah, you know, I, I think he like ran it into the ground. And, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And and yeah, and and uh, Mokshaiz and and. Uh, uh, Jennifer Beale's character. <laughs> you having a moment there? <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. You okay? I'm okay. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, you, but yeah, you yeah. To... They, they all, they all like. Uh, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, yeah. I was gonna ask you what. All right, what's going on with her character though? Like, totally more to her than Misty Eye. Totally. There's something more. Th- those like you know Mokshaiz and and I think it's Gar- Garza Whip. They they, yeah. they are doing they they are playing the game you know they've been at it so long they're playing the game and they're they're so smooth at it they're so yeah. smooth mm-hmm. at it mm-hmm. and they, like I said Boba is in over his head and and pretty much he's a, he's he's a uh, you know a rhino in a in a you know glass house or something like that and just just 
yeah. disrupting everything. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think there. You know, I, I think that um, Garza is just as much of a threat as Mokshayiz is, but not as much as the Twins. This mm-hmm. is your moment, Chris. You are take the honors. Walk us through the surprises in the streets of Mos Espa. All right. So, um, from the from the drum. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, Garza Flip was on the screen, and uh, <clears throat> sorry. I'm okay. I'm I'm fine. Um, were, were, were you going to start with the the R two unit that's playing the drums? Oh, well, he, you know, he's fantastic. And, he and, and listen, fantastic. And Max Rebo, I'm so Max glad Rebo. that he survived and he made it to the gig, man. I'm so oh, glad yeah. he he made it to the gig. A lot of Same. people were really happy to see Max oh, Rebo, yeah. but I was also really pumped to see the little astromech droid um, yeah. playing the drums. I mean, hey, cool. hey, you know, and that's the thing. They're, they're just just like again with Mando, they're they're taking they're taking astromechs and giving them so much more to do. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. playing drums. I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense. They can, or they the can be forever. They can the be one a ferryman on, yeah. on a lava river. They can yeah. they can play the drums for Max Rebo. They With can do arms it and legs. Yes, it's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> but, <laughs> they could be but, programmed to suit, do so much. But um, my interest absolutely peaked after the whole Jennifer Beals thing. My my um <laughs> my interest absolutely peaked. Um, when when like that drum started to kick in and like oh, yes. it, it, there's such a like just right there there's such a japanese vibe like already like just with that and then as as uh you know you're the camera uh you know is in the direction where the drum beat is coming from and i'm like who is this what is this and i'm like what and i'm like are these huts are these huts <laughs> yes what are they going to look like did they yeah. knock it out of the park and they absolutely knocked it out of the park yes with these with these two huts and it's so very it, and it just looks so very japanese it felt very japanese just just the way they looked you know just got the fan and fanning and, and, themselves yeah you know and it, it's a mishmash of a couple of different cultures there you know with with the what they're doing with the huts there with the uh with the litter they call them the litter and yep. um you, you can see the uh you see it buckling a little bit in the middle because yes. uh, that's, that's a <laughs> yes. whole lot of concentrated and weight. But yeah, the guys carrying people, them, you can see them straining. They're like, please. Uh, <laughs> I Well, and it's funny. Too, there's a few thoughts I had. Well, I mean, first of all, it was great to see Huts again. Yeah. One thought, though, was, you know, I always had this assumption that or I feel like we've heard the Huts fell out of power. And I kept going, really? Because their network yes. was extensive. They could, Jabba falling out of power, one thing. No, Jabba consolidated all that power because um, uh, in War of the Bounty Hunters, yeah, Vader, yes, killed, spoilers killed off a whole bunch of the heads of the uh, mm. uh, of the yes. cartel. Mm-hmm. And when so I read that, I thought, oh, this is explaining why the huts, how the huts lost so much power, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and it made more sense when War of the Bounty Hunters dropped, and yeah. then this happened. Mm. Like, oh, they're not gone yet. Yeah, this is not going to be like they're you know riding away in the sunset, right? And they've been lying in wait, and I think that's why they wait until now to come back. Like maybe they've finally worked up enough uh, power, you know, because I'm pretty sure there was some kind of a power struggle on uh, Nahoda as far as they they reference that. Yeah, so um, you know they're finally starting to get their you know the laser point thing, and I'm a vision as far as let's get Jawa's power on, let's get that hold on Tatooine, and here Mm -hmm. comes this this bounty hunter 
you know, taking power. They're like, this, mm -hmm. this is dumb. Let's let's uh -uh. take care of this. And the fact that they brought some muscle with them. Some muscle. Some yes. big some muscle. muscle. And I, I listen, th I, I watch these when when it when it drops. All right. Uh -huh. I watch them at 3 a.m. when they drop. I I, oh, I wow. can't I can't wait. You know, and plus I, I sleep like a vampire anyway. But uh <laughs> so at the very first shot over the over the I think the left shoulder of this armored black haired immensely huge angry wookie i lost my mind <laughs> 3 a.m i'm pretty sure i work up i woke up my neighbors but i don't care because they're loud anyway but, uh, <laughs> like you deserved it <laughs> yeah they, they had it coming but uh and i was like oh my god they did it it's black chrysanthemum mm -hmm. i'm like I, yes and that just you know this is why and and you know hot take or whatever i prefer these series to the movies Mm, I, I mm. for me like the movies are great uh you know the great overarching storylines that are telling but i like you know we get into it, like, the movies to me are afraid <clears throat> a bit to really bring in all these you know minor characters or characters from the comics or characters from the books yep. and they and i think we're starting to get to a point with uh star wars live action where um it's now it's it's all it's, it's all starting to be even playing field because this series so far, and I mean this in the best of ways, felt like I was reading a comic. Mm. Mm, yes. And it, it just like, you know, all the characters that they're putting in there and and uh, it, it just it's ending uh, on cliffhangers. Yeah. And, and it's just, you know, um, all these all these minor characters and background characters who are who are now just major characters to me. These these characters are, you know, just as important as as your Han, Luke, and Leia, and they will be yeah. to, to you know generations going forward because this will be someone's first Star Wars. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, that's that's you know? that's very true. I mean, when I saw Black Chrysanthemum come on screen, I was like, uh, "That's where's Chris? I want to see him reacting right now." <laughs> yeah. That was the first I, I, thought that I had. Oh, by, by oh, the way, for I, I screamed. So some of our listeners who maybe aren't as familiar with the comic books, um, maybe we can give them a little bit of backstory about who this Wookiee is. So where where do we first see him? Is it in Doctor Afra? It's it it it's part of Doctor Afra, but it's it's in the uh, <clears throat> Kieran Gillen's run of uh, Darth Vader because mm. that's that's when uh, uh, yes. uh, Afra is is introduced, and right. then later we're introduced to Plaid Kersantin, who is yep. a, a bounty hunter, uh, assassin, gladiator, gladiator, um, and Doctor Afra owes him some money, so mm -hmm. he's tagging uh, along. She's tagging along to make sure <laughs> that she survives. Lives long enough to pay, to get, that to get paid. Yeah, yes. What yeah. a dynamic! And this is why the comics are great. I'm telling you, there's so many, so many. I, I was reading some, like some of Charles Soule's run. I'm sorry, his entire run mm -hmm. for for Star Wars, the the the, uh, the flagship title of the comics. Yeah, there, there are a few issues in there where I'm like, this is better than the movies. Mm. <laughs> If, if this would be ones. fleshed out, and I were to see it, like not 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 fleshed out, but if if it were to transfer to uh, live action or even animated, I'm like this this is this would be better than the movies that we've got so far. Well, this is my question for you: is I, I was trying to figure this out afterwards. I was like, I think this is the first character that was introduced in comics to make the crossover, the jump to, to live, live action. action. Um, I'm now, now I'm um, saying specifically comics. Yeah. Cause now but, cop van. 
Yeah. Because Cobb Vanth, like it was introduced in a book, but then came over, yes. Also, you had we'll talk about the Pikes later, but that they had been introduced in solo, but still like yeah. That was, and that was coming from the animated, which is also good yeah, to see yeah. them when they take the animated and bring in live action like they would do with Ahsoka. But I think this was the yeah. first comic. I think so. And that was very exciting so. to yes. see, especially because I, yes. I know there was some that with Black or uh, Bad Batch earlier this year who felt some things with Kanan, you know, like not doing enough credit. Like this is doing mm. credit to the character yeah. that yeah. was introduced in the comic. So that, and we just got what, 20 seconds of him? There is yeah. more to see with Black There's going to be a lot more. You can't put that much. Um, detail and work into that in, in that a whole visage that they have him be like mm-hmm. yeah 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 we they just need to reveal a big seconds. deal mm-hmm. right right <laughs> something's gonna happen with that. yeah yeah hopefully he's i mean oh. don't kill him off <laughs> he will survive that i'm so excited uh, to see where this goes i don't know how many other cameos they're gonna do or, or, or bring up any more characters but i love that it's happening because it's it's bridging everything together. Yes, yes. Every medium together needs need, needs to come together like that. Like, of course, with Cobb Vanth in in uh, season two of uh, Mando, um, that needs to continue. They need to legitimize all, like you know, as much as they can from the novels, and especially as much as they can from the comics. Yeah, yeah. To just make it more well rounded, so that when you do these movies, they don't seem so separate from everything else. Because yes. As much as I love the sequel trilogy, you know, of course I have my problems with what they did with Finn, but uh, <laughs> um, it felt so separate from everything yes. else. Yeah. Even though, yeah, it's it's you know thirty plus years in it, you know, you know, past Return of the Jedi, but still, there were things that happened in Bloodlines, and um, a couple of the other like novels that came out, you know, around the same time as Force Awakens, that could have been massaged in there, or something like that, and they didn't do it. But you know. Uh, there's still there's you know things are still working out and, and they're yeah. getting their game plan together and whatnot and, and I'm here for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're they're mm-hmm. they're working out the things. They had a big task to just reintroduce the world of Star Wars, and now that it's it's thriving in everyone's mind, yeah. they're they're really having fun with the tapestry that's Absolutely. available to them. So yeah. Um all right, we could be here for hours. Let's uh <laughs> let let's move to back to the dream sequence. Hmm. So we get that whole uh setting up of the scene of the the conflict that's going to be you know the main conflict moving forward in the current time but then we have to go back in time and continue to tell the story of of boba fett and what happened to him after uh the sarlacc pit and i i thought this was really interesting what they were doing at the beginning of this it's like they're doing two stories at once first of all yeah which is really it was it was really interesting. I thought they were going to like keep jumping back and forth, but it's like, no, they're telling one. And then it was like a completely new episode started. Mm-hmm. Right? So that was interesting. Love it. What um, you see them. So Boba is now in the process of trying to earn the respect. Like that's the whole point of this next episode and, and what we're seeing in the dream sequence. Um, and it starts out Rocky. Like he's trying to learn how to fight the way that they do. And it's not going well. And that, I was curious your guys' thoughts on this because I guess I always thought of him as a great fighter and a great someone who could be anybody. And here it's not looking like that. Is that just because he doesn't have his armor? I, I, uh, yeah. I, you know, I, think, I mean, it's not like he he's completely defenseless or anything like that. You're right. you know, like he knows how to fight, but this is a new way to learn how to fight when you don't have your armor and, and he's not as strong as he used to be, you know, mm-hmm. thanks to, you know, what he dealt with, you know, in the starlight pit. So, right. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it, like I said, you know, it's, it's a rebirth and he, and he's, he's learning how to walk again. He's you know, it's, he's, uh, 
got his training wheels on one more time. He's got to learn how to ride that bike one more time. Yep. yep. And, and one of the things that's worth pointing out that we were um, discussing and texting about earlier this week um, or yesterday, I guess it was, is that the the person who's training him, the Tuscan Raider who's training him, uh, we think is uh, is the woman, is like the matriarch of this yeah. particular tribe, which mm-hmm. I, I didn't catch at first until people started pointing out on Twitter or wherever it was I was on social media. Um, but I thought that was kind of cool. Like that that's kind of a cool twist. And we ended up looking her up and, and she's a, a really accomplished stunt person who is now getting some acting time, which is super cool. Yeah. 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 I thought I, I noticed it. I think at one point she does a little hair whip. Like she, first of all, she's got like the dreads, right? Yes. Uh, the little cloth dreads going on, which at first I, I guess I interpret as more of like dreadlocks or something. But, mm-hmm. um, but, but then like she did this little hair whip thing. I was like, wait, that's that was more. I don't know. That that was when I first noticed. Like maybe this is uh the matriarch, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. I I I I knew that it, you know it was a female from from. You you can tell just like uh, there's just <laughs> more slender build. Yes. Like, uh, yeah, that's a yeah, that's definitely a woman. Um, yeah. and and then she proceeded to to kick his. Yep, kick behind. kick some stuff. Yes, yep. kick some stuff. <laughs> 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 um, oh, she was great. Yeah, I, 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 I immediately I was like, I need a black series figure of that. Yes, yes, totally right now, totally, and but, I. I think it was pretty fantastic this whole, for that character in particular, how much without being able to speak, without seeing their face, how mm-hmm. much acting went mm-hmm. behind creating this character. Like I'm bought into her and her oh, story. Totally. totally. And if you do anything to hurt her, Filoni or Favreau, like it will, it will hurt. Well, yes. you know, Kevin keep, Scott style. I was going to say, keep right. Kevin Scott away from her. <laughs> and then I, I think we'll be all right. Yeah, totally. Um, all right, so we get we get the struggle, we get the train scene, and this is where Boba sees his moment. He sees the struggle of the Tuscans and their lack of technology. He comes from the world of technology, and he's like, I can help here. This is how I earn their respect. He sees this as his opportunity, and, and he capitalizes on it. He goes and he fights those, those uh, uh, what's them called? Um, the Nikto uh, biker gang. The Nikto, yep. thank you, bike, biker gang, gets the technology from them. He also, you know, it's good to see him knock the crap out of some people that right. we, you know, don't really like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he then he brings the technology to them, and he's like, well, "I'm well, going to help well, you with this." Before you do that, do, do you guys know who those two characters are that uh, the Niktos were uh, beating up? No. Uh, and and for... they 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 the camera lingered on them for a little bit, and I was like, "Am I supposed yeah. to know who these are?" I, uh, yes. If if you know it's 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 a it's a deep dive, and if you've ever watched any of the uh, the, the deleted scenes from A New Hope, they're Luke's friends. Cameo. Yeah. 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 I was oh like, I gosh. knew I recognized them from somewhere, but I couldn't put yeah. my finger on it. That's so great! Wow, deep cut. This but, shows how and, much and they put a lot of love in them. Our fans, yeah, for sure. And and now they're you know they they're officially you know live action in the store and not delete a scene or anything like that. They're, they're in it. And I think that's so great. By the way, by the way, this is the, for me, this is where this episode goes full Western. Like this, Mm. he becomes the gunslinger who goes into the, um, the the saloon, (laughs) (laughs) the gaffy stick slinger goes into the saloon and cleans it up. Um, takes, uh, you know, basically takes their horses and brings them back. 
Yeah. Uh, there's a train heist, basically. Yeah. Um, like it goes full Western at this point and, and it works really well in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Even even takes a drink from the bartender and slams it. And <laughs> I was waiting for him to say, you know, like, sorry about the miss. I was yes. waiting for him to say something <laughs> like that. That would have been funny. <laughs> It, it definitely felt like the Western. You're you're right. I, I kept thinking about that. The train heist is what made it feel the most like a Western to me. Yeah. And 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 a little shades of, you know, Cobb Vanth and his moment um, with his little town and outpost getting mm-hmm. overrun and trying to find a way to restore law and order. It's a little bit of that there. Mm-hmm. That's why I think I think Boba let him hold on to that armor so he could do what he could had to do for for uh, Moss. Oh, what was the name of his Moss? Polgo? Uh, that sounds right. Yeah. Something so like that. Pel- Pelgo, Polgo. Yeah. Pelgo. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, lo- I love the subtitles here. So when, when Boba Fett's coming back with the, what are they called? The swoop bikes or something? Yeah. Um, one of the Tuscan Raiders, you know, cups his hands around his mouth and uh, the subtitle just says alerting in Tuscan. Yeah, <laughs> speaking Tuscan. Speaking Tuscan. In Tuscan. <laughs> I didn't That's notice helpful, that. I said that. <laughs> if you're watching that, you're just like, okay, I'll just nod my head and say yes. Uh-huh. I think that that's what he's doing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Checks out. All right, so let, let's we we get the technology here. All right, there is a great meme worthy moment that we have to call out here. The the like a bantha right yes like <laughs> did you guys t- die t- laughing coming soon. That? oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was one of the when i when i went on twitter and was looking at some of the reactions like people are trying to hold back the spoilers as much as possible right people couldn't hold that one back they're like i just have to say like a bantha is my new favorite line ever mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It, it 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 hit like there was that little comedic beat that you needed amidst yeah. this whole chaos yep Right. So I, I welcomed it. I do wonder if some people didn't like it. I welcomed it. And, and, and by the way, like, you know, later on in this episode, we get into the whole, you know, conversation around the fire about how the Tuscan Raiders time is kind of moved on for them and they don't have machines. And Boba says, well, you have machines now. There's a line in there that like really kind of like captured my imagination when um, the one of the Tuscan guys says when the oceans dried up. You know, we had to. Yeah, I'm like, when the oceans dried up. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? That's, that's, that's more that Tatooine history, history that they're they're bringing in from the expanded yeah. universe. Yeah, like that really caught my my ear, and I was like, that's really cool. I want to know more about that, and like yeah. the lore of the Tuscan Raiders and how they adapted and all that stuff. Like, yeah, that yeah. is super cool. Super cool. Yeah. Um, do we need to move on to the train heist scene? Let's do it. Well, yeah, yeah, the, the, I, yeah. I I love the training. I loved I loved yeah. how oh, they yeah. uh, how they made the there's comedy scenes almost with with Tuscan Raiders. Who'd have thought? Yes, we'd ever oh, have something gosh. like that. I know, and they're I know. so endearing. You know, I I just I just you know you get these you get these characters, and you know you start to see like oh like they're treating them as their characters as they are um, you know the indigenous. Uh, yes, tribes, right. you know, like, like they are like American Indians or 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 in in um, Tem's case, they're like the Maori and, uh-huh. and uh, you know, indigenous people of New Zealand. Uh, I, I I love that how they, you know, are bringing that in and making at least this tribe sympathetic. You know, some yes. of the Tuscans, you know, they, they, you know, 
they operate in you know with violence you know and yes. these tuscans you know they operate in a different manner and I, well and he says that later he's like we've been in hiding but there are others that are more violent and that yeah. have, that have survived by killing and that's yeah. that's how he frames it yeah. uh and, and so it kind of discerns between the ones that you see in a new hope that were introduced to forever ago and these ones but even so the 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 brilliance of Favreau and Filoni to look at this group and say, we can do more with them. Yeah. yeah. We can build them into not just background characters, but into like a, a tribe and, and kind of tell a story about who they really are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's working. Yeah. Like it, it, I haven't looked at this once and felt like they're stretching or felt like they're no. yeah, disobeying or, or, or doing something against new hope. It's building on these characters in a way that makes me want to see more Absolutely. of them. Um, so I love that they've taken the time to, to explore them more personally. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. And, and I think there's, there's probably more to come and I think it's kind of cool that it ultimately becomes part of Boba's identity. Like yes. he, he carries that forward with him. Yeah. Um, he, he, it's not just the weapon he takes with him, but all the stuff that he learned from them and, that becomes part of his DNA in some way. Yeah. Yeah. And all this in point. some way, either, either, I don't know if they're, if the flashbacks are all going to stay with the Tuscan tribe, I'm pretty sure it, it's going to move on to something else. Yeah. But like, you know, these are like, you know, in Obi-Wan line, you know, these are your first steps and he, you know, these are his first steps mm -hmm. into getting to that, you know, that fet that we see in the Mandalorian. Yeah. I, I, I guess one of the big questions that I have is where will this end? We know that he leaves the tribe. Mm -hmm. On what mm -hmm. terms does he leave the tribe? What happens? Maybe it's not a term thing. Maybe it's something tragic happens. Mm. Maybe uh, maybe it's more of a, listen, I've had my time with you. I need to go and do some stuff now. Yeah. I, there's unfinished business I have personally. I will not forget you. In fact, this isn't goodbye. This is see you later. When yeah. I become the crime lord, things will change for your benefit. Absolutely. That's, Absolutely. I feel like that's what they're setting up personally. And 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 he already kind of strikes that first deal for them in, yeah. in, in this episode where yeah. he changes the dynamic about what it means to cross the the desert on Tatooine. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. and and that that was also kind of like a uh like a a gray moment for me where he was like uh you know, I'm I'm getting ahead a little bit, but um basically he was okay striking a deal to transport contraband stuff across the desert as long as the right people got paid for it you know yeah. it, did, it, it didn't matter so much that it was bad stuff that they're transporting it's just it matters that you have greased the right palms as they say right. like yeah. you know you know he's not he's not like you know mustache twirly evil or anything like that but he's also not you know white knight shining armor yeah good right you know he's 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 right yeah. there in the middle he, he like i said he, he you know he's a simple man trying to make his way in the galaxy and mm -hmm. and and that's what he's that's what he's doing here for them and what i think is cool is when i first saw this scene where um where he's making like after the whole train thing and he's making that deal with the pikes and when mando when when din uh has that one episode in tatooine with the uh, yeah you yeah know, toro calican i was like yes a lot of what happens in this uh, second chapter of Book of Boba, informed a lot of that scene. Like, the, 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 uh, what Din, I think, knows of the Tuscans, and, uh, you know, like, you know, if you want to pass through their lands, you need to, 
you know, give tribute to give something yeah. that comes right from this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, comes right from this episode. And I'm like, that's yes, that's fantastic. that's a great point. I thought of that point. exact same thing. I'm glad you brought it up because I, I, I don't know where Din learned it. Yeah. He hadn't met Boba Fett yet. No, but, but obviously, but, but word he is knows getting the law around. of the land. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. And it's starting because of this. So mm-hmm. yeah, Jan, you made a good point. He's he's kind of doing this amoral. He's this amoral character that is taking advantage of them doing this this thing. But he's all doing it in the sense of like, listen, this is their their land. You do not pass through their ancestral land, and have the right to first of all shoot at them and kill them and mm-hmm. treat them like. Right. They're indigenous and that because they're savage, yeah, you've assumed them that like they're savage. savage. Yeah. Treat them like savages, right? Yeah. That you can just come in here and shoot them so that you can get your spice through. No, yeah. you are going to respect them. And yeah. you are going to, if you want to continue doing this, agree with you or not, you're mm-hmm. going to pay up. Yeah. Yep. And I love that that uh that this is Tem delivering these lines because this has to be a personal thing for him, you know, being Maori. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I, I love that. I, I love that they have brought this aspect into Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I love that they brought the Pikes too. Like, just they didn't do much to bring them into live action the first time that they were brought in, but mm-hmm. in Solo. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're they're basically saying, "Hey, Filoni, you'd introduced a great, a really cool crime syndicate here. Let's bring them now into live action. Oh, and let's yep. show you their face too. Yeah, let let's let's actually reveal them. That yes. was yes. Cool. Yeah. yeah, that was really cool. And, nice. and by the way, we nice. we just got a shot of the um the conductor, the train, or the engineer, or whatever you call him, that droid. <laughs> that droid. That guy is a clown. Oh, the, fir- <laughs> the first chance he gets, he throws himself out the window and makes a run for it. I mm-hmm. loved that. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to sabotage this train, and what? I'm out of here. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what kind of droid that is, but I I haven't seen one before that like acts in its own self-interest that way. Um, yeah. It's pretty wild. I thought that was pretty cool too i mean he works for a crime syndicate he's probably okay it's okay that he's acting in his own self yes oh totally totally all right uh last segment of this episode is the initiation Mm -hmm. so uh gets a little wild it gets a little wild the lizard (laughs) is is a little interesting um what were you gonna say chris oh no it's just like you know like uh yeah we're gonna help you on your journey like oh here take this <laughs> now take this lizard in the nose. What? <laughs> like, okay, go I will let it guide quest. me. Yeah, it was a yeah. total vision quest. Yeah, yeah. get swallowed up by the roots of some tree and uh, bring us back a cool stick, and you know we'll show you what to do. I just love that we see like you know a, a hallucination scene in Star Wars. It, it things are expanding, and I love it. Yes, minds are expanding. Yeah. yeah, yeah, oh yeah. First of all, I think the Tuscans are a little bit flabbergasted now by this guy boba fett that they brought in mm-hmm. they're sitting here saying everybody else that like the pike are treating us like the pikes they come on our land and they think that they can do whatever they want here they treat us with disrespect they shoot at us they kill us you come in here and you embrace us so they're very grateful not just for what they've learned from him but for the way that they, he's treated them mm-hmm. he's like we will give you whatever we can and they give him something which I I saw someone say something like this on Twitter, and so I I can't take full credit for this, but they end up giving Boba Fett something he's wanted his whole life. You think about him as a character; he doesn't have a family. Like he's got a father, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. it's not really his father. It's his, it's himself, just older. 
Yep. Right. It's it's he's going to raise him, I guess. But even then, like they showed the flashback scene of him flying off and going on another, you know, escapade somewhere in the galaxy, leaving him behind on Tatooine. He's he's been alone. He doesn't have a family and identity. Yeah. yeah he, he, and Bo-Katan in the Mandalorian reminds him, you're yes. not a Mandalorian. And he says, never said I was. You're and, just a clone. Right. He's just sort of he's a loner. And he, yeah. he did, ha- like, I don't know if he was always searching for family, but he, you know, he he had, you know, those groups that he was a part of that we've seen in Clone Wars with Bosk and R. Singh and all that. And like, yes, there's yeah. always something with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I went and watched that. I was like, this train heist scene is reminding me too much of that Clone Wars uh, mm. the, the episode. So I went and rewatched that just to get a feel before this. But, um, but yeah, I mean, they, they don't have much to offer other than, here, we'll guide you to get your own um, gaffy stick. And it gives ends up giving him more than that. Mm-hmm. He gives him a family, something yeah. that he's never had. Yeah, And I think this is really special now to Boba Fett. It's teaching him a ton. What are you guys' and, thoughts on that? And and, and by the way, I'm, I'm realizing that um, he does the whole train heist with his, like, trainer gaffy stick. Not with yeah. like the one that you know ultimately everybody else is sort of proud to carry around their own gaffy stick. He's got the like the bland one that doesn't have the pointy end and things like that. Um, and this yeah. is almost like a, a trial to um, to to test out his ability to, to you know handle himself with that. Um, but I going back to what you said, Ben, I totally agree. I feel like um, maybe it's not what he planned uh, in terms of when he pictured himself being part of something or part of a family or whatever, but. It just seems to fit right away from when he first takes that sip of water from the black melon. Like you can just see a, yeah. a satisfaction on his face of yeah. like, all right, this feels right. There's something about this that feels like home. Yeah. Completely agree. Such a good episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. Parting really thoughts. I get that was my parting thought. So I'm going to just be quiet, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm glad I, I'm glad that we were able to gosh still talk an hour and a half about this yeah yeah <laughs> we, two I think episodes we could have kept going too we could have kept yeah, going but absolutely. um i mean these these episodes are just packed with so much so much you know lore and and you know of course awesome cameos from the comics and yes just just the, uh, you know just these character driven stories that they're doing in here and i just i i love that we at the very end we got that um it was, it was very much like a, a haka. Uh, uh, I, yeah, I was thinking that. End, yeah, wasn't you know? that cool? Yeah, that yeah. was neat. Again, it was his initiation. It was like he's he's home, and yeah. he probably feels like he's home. And it's it's great because he's had he's had his armor taken from him. Like mm-hmm. he's his way of life as a bounty hunter is kind of on pause, mm-hmm. and he's found more than he bargained for i think and it's all good yeah Mm -hmm. so yeah it's shaping his character even better than i think he could have imagined i I, it's more than i thought i mean i i thought we were just gonna get i kind of expected a little of the we're gonna get some character development but it's mostly just gonna be him being really cool and flying Mm -hmm. and and you know you know fighting left and right and just showing how cool he can be but it's more than that yeah, I'm so glad it's not just Armor Man doing pew pews all over the place with you know with, <laughs> yeah, with, yeah. with his blasters. Yeah, more eloquently said than what I yeah, <laughs> Armor Man with pew pews. I like that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm I love the um the scene around the fire the the Haka scene. I I I liked how it started out with just a couple of them 
engaged in it and then basically everybody got involved and and you know he kind of got lost in the crowd of like it, it visually it looked like he just became one of the tuscan raiders in that moment mm-hmm. i thought that was kind of yeah. cool yeah um I, i'm super excited to see uh in the flashbacks what it is that brings him away from the tuscan raiders like what is it that gets him to wander off and we've talked about this a little bit but at some point he goes off and decides he wants to be this crime boss like what happens between now and then um and i'm also really excited to see what other characters we might see pop up like yeah. who who and i i personally was thinking i don't know how it would happen i personally was thinking about um a lot of in the last season of the mandalorian ahsoka looking for thrawn and i wonder if we might see thrawn or something and and or a character like that pop up um I think they've. I think they just showed us that anything can happen, and so yeah. now my imagination's kind of running wild. But I, I, I love this yeah. second episode, and I feel like everybody who was hating on that first episode came around after this one. Yeah, and this is this yeah. is why you know Star Wars fans need to, or some Star Wars fans need to, calm down. Yes, be patient. Let things. Yeah, be patient. Right. Let things play out. You know, it, this is a this is a season opener. It's not the finale. Yes, right. You gotta let it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's literally called Chapter One. It, isn't right. it crazy how how just people who can't binge a whole season of a show at once, like if you have to wait a week to watch it, like people wrote off the whole series <laughs> after yeah. the first episode, yeah. and it's like you've seen thirty minutes of what's going to be hours of content. Yeah, well, they calm did, down. They, this ain't Cobra Kai, you, where you can just do it all in one shot. Right, right. Give it, exactly. give it, give it a, give, give it a minute. Patience. Well, they and they did that for I think they did that for Hawkeye. Now it came out with the first two episodes, but I think even yeah. after that, people were like, "Oh, where is this going?" And then by the end, you're like, "That was amazing!" Right? Uh, I I loved Hawkeye personally. It was cool. It was cool. It was, it was good. It's stuff. not it's not heavy like this. I don't think. Yeah. Oh no, no. I mean, it's completely different. Yeah. Genre even. But yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's still the point of like be patient. Like these are, we're getting used to the fact that these are episodic stories, that these are comic book like stories mm-hmm. where you, you gotta get a wait little for the next bit issue here, to drop. And then you gotta wait a month or so or a week yep. and you'll get the next one, right? Yeah. So let's all just be patient. Lots to look forward to in the next uh, oh my few gosh, weeks. Yeah. We'll cover them as part of the uh, our, our episodes. They'll be, so the next one is going to be on chapters three and four. And we look forward to bringing it to that to you later on but um Jan, what else do you want to say as we um yeah let's, let, yeah let's talk socials real quick so you can find us on facebook um uh, on twitter at Starbros podcast um also follow at Broaxium on twitter and all of our uh past episodes and a lot of other really cool star wars content like the quick shots are on the Broaxium youtube channel um chris do you want to uh, uh share your socials real quick yeah, uh, you can find me at Chris Ryan's. Uh, my last name is spelled R Y O N S. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter, maybe sort of on Instagram. I'm not there as much as I used to be, uh, and I'm barely on Facebook. But uh, <laughs> Broaxium is on all of those, and those mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. all taken care of. So yeah, yeah. Well, and and hey, Chris, thank you for being our first yeah, dude. bro host as hey. part of our our uh, uh, our podcast. We're really Thank excited you. about hey, that. I'm, I'm honored. Thank you for having me, guys. We're honored. And I've told the story before about how we used to sit around and watch the Bro Axiom YouTube channel when we were first starting our podcast and used to talk about how cool it was and would geek out whenever a new quick shot would come out. So it's always a little bit surreal to be able to um, talk Star Wars all together. And it's just a, a real pleasure to have you on. So thanks for making the time. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Anytime you guys need me on, I got you.
So would you, uh, Jan, it's up to you. You're the one who closes this out this time. So do you want to delegate that or do you want I, to take I, it? I, I do want to delegate that to, to Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Your turn, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Remember, we're, we're, we're kind of raspy throat. We, we yeah, got to we gotta delegate. Take a sip of your spotchka. <laughs> Red spotchka. Red. Yeah. Warm up the vocals. <clears throat> I guess I'll just say it's a wrap. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Well done, dude. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you.